All right. Good morning, Crossroads Ministries. We want to thank you for joining us here this morning in our worship service. Uh, for those of you who are joining us online, we want to thank you for tuning in as well. Would you all please stand as we worship this morning and celebrate our great God. Amen.
Lord this morning for that song of praise.
good. Amen. Amen, church. You may be seated. 
Today is Celebration Sunday, and we've lost the element of surprise this time, but we do have a, a celebration in our midst. Uh, Pastor Ken's birthday is today. We all say thank the Lord for Pastor Ken, and we'd like to sing happy birthday for him. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Ken. Happy birthday to you. For the second time, happy birthday, Pastor Ken. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you all. Welcome on our Celebration Sunday. Welcome those joining us online. I want to welcome all of our guests. Please stop by the Welcome Center. We have a gift for you before you leave. Please stop by. We'd love to connect with you. Church, a few announcements, just two of them. One, after this service, please head over to Denora and Palmer Park. We're going to have our church picnic. You're all invited. Uh, Even if you came for the first time today, you're invited. We'd love to see you over there right after this uh, service over in Palmer Park and Denora. Information's in your bulletin. It's also on the front page of our website. So come on out. We'll see you there. And then our movie night is on August 18th, and so we're going to be showing Super Mario Brothers. And it's going to be a really great time, so bring your blanket and your chair. Invite someone to come with you, and there's dollar concessions. It's going to be a really fun time. So that's going to be on the 18th of August, coming up here quickly. Church, uh, today's a little bit different. And we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. We're gonna have a, a we're gonna have a great time this morning celebrating stories of God's grace in our church and beyond. And so I can't wait for God to just do His thing this morning as He's done on Saturday and last service. So um, I'm gonna pray, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna buckle up and see what He's gonna do in our hearts this morning. Lord, thank you for this morning. We come before you and with open hearts and just ask that you would um, just just challenge us, encourage us, inspire us this morning. With what you're doing uh, through your son Jesus, the, the gospel is going forth in our church, and people are in our church are reaching out and changing lives because they're bringing the message of Jesus. And so, God, I pray that this morning, that as we hear these stories, that we would ask ourselves, you know, where are we? Um, and so, God, uh, we're going to hear all these different stories, and we're going to hear people's baptisms. It's going to be amazing. So, God, we just uh, pray that um, we have open hearts. Open eyes, open ears to hear um, and to see what you're going to do this morning. We love you, Jesus, and we ask it in his name. Amen. All right. I'm excited this morning. I'm excited this morning, not because it's my birthday. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. Uh, But uh, I want to tell you, I'm just excited about what God's doing in our church. Amen. This is a day of celebration. As you look in the Old Testament, there was celebration all over the place. They pulled out the tambourines. They pulled out the drums. They danced. They sang. It was all about lifting up and praising glory to God. That's what we're going to do here today. We're going to celebrate and praise and glory to God. So you're not, unfortunately, going to hear a 35-minute sermon from me today. You are going to hear a sermon from all of our people today. Amen? Let's thank God for what he's going to do in this church today. It's going to be a wonderful day. This weekend, there are 10 people getting baptized. We had two in the first service. There will be eight in this service. Let's get thankful for that already. That's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. We, uh, we're also looking forward to here, uh, this morning, I've asked, uh, Deb Metcalf to come on up. And Deb Metcalf is, uh, faithful part of our children's ministry downstairs. Her and Raj lead a class. Uh, and they're faithful servants of the Lord here. And she is, uh, as you know, loves the Operation Christmas Child ministry that she heads up. So just want you to share just a little bit here. 
church. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was so excited. I didn't see this coming, uh, but I am thrilled today to present to you, the church, this honor from Operation Christmas Child and Samaritan's Purse. It's presented to Crossroads Ministries in honor of serving as a drop-off site for five years. Um, the time has flown by for me. Um, so I was thrilled when, when uh, the national organization recognized this. What this means is we collect boxes, not just from our own church family, but we're a drop-off site. We're collecting shoe boxes from other churches, from some local businesses, from some local community organizations, from individuals who just go online and see that we are a drop-off site. Um, we did some number crunching. And we believe that over this last five years from this hill, we have collected and shipped literally to the ends of the earth 8,000 shoe boxes. So church family, you have worked hard for this. You work hard when you listen to me talk. Bring in more shoe boxes. You work hard. Um, and in Operation Christmas Child, the one thing that we're always remembering, even though we have that eager spirit to want to get more and more boxes because we know the days are, are short, um, one shoebox can change not just the life of the little one who receives it, but their family, their community. We literally have stories of communities being transformed because one shoebox was delivered into their neighborhood. That's the power of the gospel and the power of one shoebox. Um, one other thing that I just wanted to mention, it just occurred to me, I did put some brochures out in the foyer for this upcoming shoebox season. You're going to see a picture of a really cute little girl there who's opening a shoebox. She's eight years old. She lives in an orphanage, and that orphanage is in the Ukraine. So that ties in with our missionaries that we had here last Sunday. So, again, this is your award, um, and I am just so thrilled to present it to the church this weekend. Amen. Let's thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. We appreciate all that you've done here to make Operation Christmas Child go. And it's not too early to begin to collect your things. You know, I heard that there's a tax-free day on school supplies coming up here. So you can find that out and start to put them in your closet. And then you can bring those in in a few months here whenever Deb will be hounding us again, right? And uh, we thank God. Yes, we thank God. So I've also asked this morning Dan McNeese as one of our deacons. And I'm going to ask Dan to come up and just share a little bit about our financial state here at the church. We have a lot to be thankful to the Lord for, for uh, the, the giving of God's people. As, you know, as we grow disciples, you grow in the Lord, you grow in giving. And so you can't grow in the Lord without giving. It's, it's just natural. It's the next thing that happens. And so this is a sign of spiritual growth in our church. So Dan, share us a little bit what we have to praise the Lord for. Sure. Um, every year uh, we do a budget. Uh, similar to a lot of other organizations and companies. And uh, last year's budget, our fiscal year ends June 30th. And so last year's budget, we had a uh, surplus. And uh, so that was uh, really good. Um, it's, uh, it's all God's money, but, uh, you know, having uh, a plan for that money is really important. Uh, there's many people here at the church that are involved in the budget process. Um, what happens is uh, Pastor uh, Ken and Pastor Luke, they present a, a budget to the deacons after they've talked to the staff and the, the people and the, the different uh, departments, the leads. 
and uh, they come to the deacons for approval. And so uh, we approve that budget. And, uh, you know, of course, we have an approved budget uh, for this fiscal year. Um, Also, one of the things I want to mention is on our budget, we don't have an interest expense uh, line item. Uh, And that's because our church doesn't carry any debt. And so um, when you don't uh, carry debt, um, you can do a lot more uh, with your money and uh, using it to... uh, uh, to bring uh, people to, to Jesus is, uh, is what we're all about. Um, also, if you look at our budget, we have a substantial, pretty substantial amount going out of this church to, to missionaries. And that just shows, uh, you know, how much we care about bringing other people uh, to Jesus. And that's really uh, what it's all about. And, uh, you know, and, and that's something... Um, that is uh, that is awesome about this church, and uh, you know the the budget process here is a good one, and we're we're just trying to um, to use that money to bring people to Jesus. Amen. Let's thank God for what He's done. He's been so good to us. Our, our deacons get a copy of the financials every month. <clears throat> they review things. And on our, on our team of deacons, three of them have accounting experience and background. So we're so thankful for, for their minds and for them using their gifts to, uh, to help us to stay on track. Amen? God is good. And we're so thankful for the giving of God's people. Thank you for being faithful. As you grow, you respond to the Lord. In that, and we, we're so thankful for that. Uh, next we have, uh, uh, actually, Chrissy McNeese will come on up now, right? So, Dan, now Chrissy. All right, Chrissy, if you'll bring up your ladies here, Lexus and Morgan, if you'll come up and join us on the stage this morning. Good morning. Um, so a few weeks ago, we had our, um, our call back for uh, Vacation Bible School, or report back, and you guys got to hear a lot of things um, that were happening, of what, what we did all week long, and we wanted to share a little bit more about some exciting things that our leaders got to do. Um, Lexis helped out in cheer all week long uh, this year, and she's going to share about what happened with her and her girls on Thursday. Hi, so Thursday at Mega Sports Camp is um, our gospel presentation day. And typically we have about 10 minutes to like really get into the word with the kids, which is plenty of time for a second to fourth grader to talk about anything. Um, we were, you know, into our 10 minute conversation and they just kept asking questions and asking questions and asking questions. And there was like eight to 10 girls and Three of them were really driving the questions, but all of them were jumping in. And um, Jamie gets in and I were like, we don't know exactly, you know, how to answer all of these. Like, they're just coming so quickly. And so I ran out in the hall and got Chrissy and brought her in. And she helped <coughs> us have this, you know, 40-minute conversation with these kids. So they missed their whole next sports session because they were just asking so many questions. Um, and at the end of that 40 minutes, when they were getting ready to head out for snack, I asked and I asked the girls, I said, if any of you want to stay and pray and ask Jesus into your life, let me know and just stay after. And we had um, three girls stay after and ask Jesus into their lives. And it's just such a blessing to be able to do that. It's awesome having leaders like Lexus, and there's a lot of them out there, too, that are just like that. They care a lot about the kids. Um, they wanted to help them understand the Bible, and, um, and they, 
they did a great job. I was in there for maybe 10 minutes, and I looked at them, and I'm like, you got this. And uh, I kind of decked out of the room, and then she found me afterwards, and she's like, we stayed for 40 minutes. So uh, that was awesome, and we're thankful for leaders like Lexus and Morgan um, who really care about the kids and uh, just take the time to really answer their questions so they understand who he is. And go ahead, Morgan. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, when I'm not helping in VBS, I am actually I'm a preschool teacher here, so preschool is my forte. Um, back there is uh, the pictures of some of the kids I had in my group. Um, I've been helping out at VBS for years. My kids have been coming for years. Um, but when they change the theme to sports theme, um, I'm the most non-athletic person there is. So I was a little nervous. Um, about two years ago, uh, they asked me to help, and I said, sure, I'll help out. And I asked where they wanted me, and, of course, they wanted me to run a gym class. Um, so that was interesting, to say the least. Um, and then the following year, I came back, and I said, sure, I'll help out. I said, where do you need me? And, of course, Chrissy said, cheer. Um, so I helped out as much as I could. So this year was a little different. Um, I said, of course, I want to help, you know, preschool. And she said, well, you're going to be taking a group of kids around this year. And I said, I can handle that. No sports. So um, I had this wonderful group of kids. Uh, most of them I knew from preschool and Sunday school. Uh, but this one little boy came in. Um, his name is Evan. He's four years old. I've never met him before. Um, but our first session was with Mrs. Metcalf. And Mrs. Metcalf teaches the Bible story. And for those of you that know her, she's very knowledgeable of the Lord, so everyone just focuses in on her. Um, it is hard to keep the attention of a four-year-old. Um, she does a fabulous job. But this one little boy in particular, I noticed on day one, he was focused, his eyes were locked, and he was really studying everything she had to say. Um, day two, same thing, he started asking questions. Um, day three, we were all in the canopy room, which is like the large gathering for everyone, and God was tugging on my heart, and he was saying, Evan is thirsty for Jesus. And I said to myself, he's only four, you know, what, what do I do? He's four years old. Uh, God kept telling me, you know, he's thirsty for Jesus. So I went and told Mrs. Metcalf. Her eyes got real big. She said, this is wonderful. I don't want to miss this opportunity. So we talked to a few more of the leaders, and they agreed, you know, we will sit down with him and explain it, explain how, you know, accepting Jesus into your heart. So me and Mrs. Metcalf went into this little office. Mrs. Metcalf, God love her, got right down on the floor. I got on the floor, and, of course, Evan got on the floor. She went over um, what it means to be a brother in Christ and accepting Jesus in your life. And she asked him, she said, do you want Jesus in your life? And that four-year-old said yes. Um, we prayed the prayer. Uh, she said repeat, and he repeated it uh, perfectly. And he accepted Jesus in his life that day, and that made my whole week. Thank you. So um, that's really awesome. That's what, this is why we do Vacation Bible School, to, to you know, bring these kids into a relationship with Jesus. And um, two weeks after Vacation Bible School, um, a family a member that goes to this church, uh, they reached out and they let us know that their preschooler um, said, Hey, Mom, um, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And so um, God's stirring these kids. He's working in their lives, and, um, and he's doing something really big in our children's ministry. So thanks for letting us share uh, a little bit with you guys. That's exciting. That's exciting. The, the priorities of Jesus. See, we're seeing the priority of Jesus. Whenever you love God, 
you will love people. And as you're loving God, you're going to care about their you're going to care about their spiritual state. You're going to care for other people. So these people up here, they're getting so excited because they're seeing people open their hearts to Jesus Christ. It's the next step of spiritual growth. And so the priorities of Jesus are going to be the priorities of our church. And we're just seeing this happen. It's all over the place. We're just watching God moving in incredible ways. Christy told me there were 335 total kids registered for vacation Bible school for that mega sports camp. She told me there were 50 teenagers serving. Isn't that exciting? 50 teenagers and like 70 adults. All right, let's thank God for that. That's incredible. So, I mean, this place, what God is doing, and so God is growing. So as you're a follower of Christ, it's not just follow Christ and that's it. It's not just come to church the rest of your life. It's come and see and then follow me. And as you're following him, you're going to start to serve. You're going to start to do things. You're going to help other people. You're going to serve within the body of Christ, and you're going to serve on the outside. You're going to bring people to Jesus Christ. So we are so excited, and we're just celebrating. And so I'm going to let our praise team lead us again in another song to just lift up the Lord. Amen? Let's celebrate. Try. 
praise team this morning, huh? They are rocking it. Absolutely awesome. I'm going to invite Lupe over. Lupe McElvenny here is 17 years old, and uh, she was able to go to the Philippines for the entire summer on a missions trip. Can we thank God for that, huh? This is exciting. All right, thank you. Yeah, my name is Lupe, and I got the amazing opportunity this summer to go on a mission trip to the Philippines. I went with an organization called Teen Missions International, and it's a really cool organization, and it's based in Florida, but they have a lot of different bases all around the world. The goal of this organization is to go out and train teenagers to and give them tools of evangelism to go out and share the word of Jesus in their communities. So yeah, I'm really blessed to be a part of this organization. I started out this summer. I went to Florida. I took part in a boot camp kind of thing, where we were taught biblical training classes and construction classes and evangelism tools before we were commissioned to go to the Philippines. So my team of 12 other teenagers from all across the country and five leaders, we traveled all the way to the Philippines. We went to the southern island of Mindanao in the Butuan area, and we, were, we went to the teen missions base in the Philippines. So, yeah, this was a really amazing experience, and I got to spend time with teenagers there because they were having their own boot camp. So they were getting trained, and we got to help teach classes and help and go in fellowship with them. It was just really amazing getting to form relationships with these Christians from across the world, just cross cultures. And it's so cool because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and just getting to fellowship and worship together is such an amazing experience, and I'm so grateful. Another thing that we were able to do while we were there is open air evangelism. So we did a little presentation, and we were sharing the love and the message of Jesus to kids of all ages. And it's just so cool to see how much they love Jesus and how they worship. And it's just so beautiful because they don't have a lot of material things. But it's just so amazing getting to share Jesus and seeing their eyes light up. And it's 
It's amazing. Well, we weren't doing that. We were doing some construction work for the base, which was um, which was good because we were able to help with the national. We were able to help the Filipino nationals kind of secure their base and expand their ministry in the area. So yeah, I'm just so blessed to be able to go and form relationship with all these Filipinos. It's just so beautiful to see their hearts and how much they love the Lord. And it was just such an inspiration to me. I thank you all, church family, for your prayers and support. And I am, yeah, I'm so glad to be, have been able to go. So if you're a teenager or you know a teenager who would like to experience a mission trip like this, feel free to talk to me about teen missions or seek out other missions opportunities because it's so fulfilling. Thank you. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Wouldn't that be great to see about five teenagers go with her next summer for the whole summer? So let's start praying. Let's see what God will do. Nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. And that's what we're seeing. These are answers to prayer. Lupe's been praying. Her parents have been discipling her as a little kid all the way through her life. And she is going off and doing these things for the Lord. So we, we're so thankful for these opportunities. And then we took a group to Ecuador this summer. So I'm going to show you just some pictures here. I want you to watch these pictures, and I'm going to call the team up here on the stage. No. 
tonight, I'm going to ask all of our Ecuador travelers to come on up and join us. Would you welcome all of our team up to the stage this morning? I thank, I thank God. You know, as I'm watching those pictures, it just reignites something inside of your heart and soul about what happened on that trip. But uh, more than the people of Ecuador, it's our love for God. We will take the gospel to the end of the world, folks. And uh, right here is our end of the world right here. We have got to take it across the street before we can take it across the world. But God is moving and doing great things. Amen? And I'm so thankful for our team. We had 31 travelers. They're not all able to be here today. But 31 of us went down to Ecuador, and God did some great things. And so before they share, I have a message from from Daniel Gonzalez that we're going to share. He's our missionary in Ecuador. He sent this to me in the middle of the service last night, if you can believe that. Okay? Hello, brothers and sisters of Library Baptist Church. I want to express in this short video my personal gratitude to you because you sent a wonderful group with my wonderful friend, Pastor Ken. We spent an incredible time together preaching the gospel, sharing with different you know, communities of the Quechua Indians in the mountains of Ecuador. We have more than 500 kids. You can imagine, in the morning, 250 kids arrived. In the afternoon, 250 young people. Your, your group was incredible. Preparation, incredible uh, attitude with the people, uh, with the gift for the kids, the t-shirts, everything was wonderful. was for the Lord. Yeah, I want to say thank you, because... You and me, I, I love your church. I, I feel your church like my home church because your love to us is, is very clear. Thank you so much for this visit. We were dreaming and thinking for the next year. God bless you. Amen. That's exciting. And we are making plans now for next year, so you'll be able to join us. So uh, this morning, uh, we asked, uh, I've asked Dan and Chrissy to come and share just briefly again. Where are they at there? They're behind me. Dan and Chrissy, you know, Chrissy was a big part of this trip. She helped to, uh, to share, with, uh, uh, share the load of this thing, actually. She organized the vacation Bible school that we did down there, and I'm just going to let her share a few words, all right? Hello again. <laughs> um, so uh, it's really not fair to go first after that video. It, I don't know about you guys, but that was emotional to watch again. <laughs> so um, that song was really powerful. I know for me, um, whenever you... Um, <laughs> so um, maybe Dan should go first. <laughs> Um, that song, when I think of that song, I, I can just picture these kids. Daniel said in the video, there's five, we over 500 kids, um, come out and be with us for the week. And whenever we looked around, we played that song. There's these little kids. They don't have anything. Like they just, they really don't have much in this world. And they're all raising their hands and they're singing this song to God. And, um, it was, it was emotional to, to stand there and watch around and, and watch them sing that. So. Amanda, thank you for picking that song to put in your video. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so our family got to go on this missions trip. Dan got to go 13 years ago um, whenever uh, Ken took a, a group out there. And he was excited that our family got to go this year. And um, 
Cammy and, and CJ got to help out in the sports area. Cammy played, uh, helped out with soccer, and CJ, why don't you tell everybody what, what sports you helped out with? Um, I helped out with hockey, and then I helped out with soccer too. And then uh, Renee, our middle daughter, she got to help out in crafts. And something that was really cool for me, um, on the one day we got to share the gospel with the kids with the, the bracelets, with the five colors. And, um, and I got to work with uh, Renee. We got to share the gospel uh, with some of the kids uh, using uh, interpreters. So that was awesome. And Dan got to help out a week long, and he uh, taught the Bible story. And CJ got to do something cool at dinner one night. Why don't you tell everybody what you got to eat? Um, I got to eat guinea pig. He got to eat a guinea pig. There it is. And um, I, what was it good or? It was okay. It was okay. So uh, a lot of people got, I did not try it, so I had no idea what it tastes like, but you could ask the group. So, all right. Go ahead. So as Chrissy said, uh, I went uh, 13 years ago, and Chrissy was pregnant with Renee uh, at the time. Um, so... Uh, to be able to take my family uh, was truly a blessing. Uh, when you go on a, a missions trip, it kind of ch- changes the way you think um, because you start to see things differently. Um, we take for granted uh, so many things. Um, the choices we have to make here are different from the choices uh, that the people in Ecuador uh, have to make. Uh, for example, when the kids uh, get fed, um, there's no menu. <laughs> And they don't, um, they don't order food. It's, this is your lunch. <laughs> and, um, and so um, it, it just changes the way that you think. Um, so I was really happy uh, that my family uh, got a chance to go. And I uh, would encourage you, if you've never gone on a missions trip, to consider that. Even if it's not your thing, uh, just doing it one time is going to change the way you think. Um, I, uh, as Chrissy mentioned, also I was part of the, the lesson team, uh, so got to tell the kids about uh, Jesus all the time, got to share the gospel, so that's awesome. Uh, so many uh, people accept Jesus as their Savior when they're younger, and uh, the hearts are just uh, more open, and it, it's easier to have, uh, to have faith, frankly, uh, when you're a child, and faith is so important uh, in, the, in the Christian walk, and faith is so important. Uh, to accepting uh, Jesus as your Savior. Um, One of the other things I really uh, enjoyed was getting a chance to watch um, uh, people in this group um, not only serve, but to share their testimony. We had uh, not not really testimony, but kind of what was going on for the day. And so um, as as I get older... um, I guess as everybody gets older, uh, you, you, you appreciate growth. You know, you have kids and you see your kids grow up. And um, just to see the, the growth um, in people, in this case, uh, spiritual growth, uh, just what God is doing and how people are open to God. And uh, just having that uh, relationship with God, it, it's really what it's all about because we're just down here. Uh, just for a short period of time, even though sometimes the days or weeks or months or years even may, may seem long, uh, we're, we're only here for a small period of time. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention was um, uh, we went to the camp uh, 13 years ago uh, and we prayed. And there was barely anything at the Word of Life camp with Daniel Gonzalez at this time. And so um, 
So a lot has changed at the camp. There's buildings everywhere. It was really, um, I didn't know what to expect, um, but it was really amazing. And it was really a testament uh, as to to prayer Um, because Daniel explained how Ken came and prayed and and other people prayed and, um, you know, how God really blessed them financially so that they could share Jesus uh, with other people. And uh, so they wanted Ken to, to come pray again, and he did. And, uh, you know, there's, there's really only so much that we can do, uh, and the rest is up to God. Uh, frankly, God has to do it. Um, but having that open uh, line uh, to God is so important because God's going to determine what he's going to do. But it's up to us to talk to him and to keep that relationship open with him and then just wait and see what he has to do. And not complain whenever, you know, God doesn't give you exactly what you want, just to take what God gives you and go from there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I want to show this video of Chrissy uh, Chrissy and her kids telling people about Jesus at the craft table. Thank you for staying. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe he died on the cross. To take away my sins. So I can be in heaven someday with you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate that. That's what we want to celebrate. Amen. Dave and Kim Peterson. All right. Hi, I'm Kim. And um, this was my first mission trip. And I will definitely do this again. Um, The energy we got from the kids right off the bat was exciting. They wanted to high five and fist pump us every, every, every day. But by day two, three, they wanted to hug you, and you're just loving on these kids all week, and it was so exciting. We were part of the lesson team, and we taught the wordless Bible, and if you're not familiar with that, ask one of us. We'd love to share it with you, Um, but it's colors, and so we're telling the Bible through different colors, and that we would wear those colors that day for for which day we were teaching, and it was was just a very exciting... um, trip it has changed my life i got to share it with my best friend and my husband and um you know we'll we will definitely be back again uh my name is dave peterson um so it was just an awesome trip um uh, it was it was a great experience i'm to share it with everybody here um with my wife and like she said we got to be part of the lesson team even though i signed up for games (laughs) thanks chrissy um But it, it taught me a lot in um, just about, uh, you know, I guess preparing, talking in front of the kids, um, making sure, you know, wanting it to be God's words and not my own words, wanting to give God the, the glory for everything that was, you know, w- what we talked about. And uh, it just, it was a great experience. The kids were just, it was, it was awesome to love on those kids and how much they loved us and, and how excited they would be every day when we showed up um, just to see us and spend time. And um, hug on us, and um, it was just a great. If you like everybody's saying, if you even have a little bit of inclination of wanting to do something like this, 
like you should definitely talk to us. Um, we'll sell you on it. Um, but you should definitely think about going. It's, it's a great experience. And I know we're already planning uh, talking about a trip for next year. So, thank you, guys. I ha I have a video of these guys. They gave an invitation, and all these kids prayed with them at the invitation. Celebrate that. Isn't that awesome what God's doing? Amen. Elena Sunday. Elena, come on up here. Elena, if you'll just share briefly this morning. All right, good. Hi. So I got the honor to go on this missions trip, and I gave my life as a missionary when I was eight in First Baptist Church in Monongahela. I went up for an altar call uh, when my pastor, um, Pastor Mark, asked us to come up. And I got saved at my brown kitchen table in my house in Monongahela. And ever since, I was on fire for the Lord. And I had some rocky periods. But I think that Crossroads was a really big time in my life that I really got thrown back into the deep end of Christ. Because I feel like that's what it's like. It's being thrown into the water, not knowing how to swim, but figuring it out. And um, it was only by the grace of God that I was able to go on this trip. Because I was supposed to go in 2020, and it went in 2023. Um, this was a really powerful trip for me because I had a lot of struggles going on and I was like, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going on. And God took away every single struggle on this trip. I had no difficulty whatsoever. It was weird, actually. I don't know what happened, but for like a week, nothing, nothing fazed me. It was like just joy the entire trip. Um, I was adopted by the Fords during this trip because I was a single. Um, I... Didn't know how that was going to go either. I was, like, telling my sisters, like, you should go to Ecuador with me. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. But they were gracious, and I was kind of just, like, their their person that was with them the whole time. And by the grace of God, I didn't get lost. Um, sharing with these kids who Jesus is is just amazing. Like, what these kids know, you have no idea. Like, when you talk to these kids and they tell you some stuff, you're just like, Wow. Some of the words that they know, not only in Spanish, but in English, and have a comprehension of what it means, I didn't know until I was probably 16 or 17 years old. Um, and I got to pray with a big group of kids as we were making bracelets at the table the one day to ask Jesus to come into their life. And Jesus, is that his name? Jesus. He was my interpreter, and he did amazing. He was able to communicate to these kids everything, and these kids were giving me hugs and telling me that they loved me, and they didn't even know me, but they genuinely meant it. Um, but it was just a really amazing trip. I got to sing with Rhonda, and she, I don't know where she's, Rhonda, and um, 
my mom sang here, and she was like, it would be amazing to sing with you one day. And I sang in Ecuador, and I think that was only by the grace of God did I do that either. But thank you guys for praying and your support and um, just being faithful because this is an amazing place to be at. Amen. We love you. We love you. God bless you, dear. She did absolutely fantastic. We're in this uh, up at the camp, and they start singing in Spanish, and they're like, come on, sing in the, you know, whatever we're singing in. I don't know what language we did, whatever. And then they grab Rhonda up there, and Rhonda's like, you know, okay. And then all of a sudden I see Sharon up, uh, not Sharon, I see Elena up there, right? She just said her mom. Elena, I just see Elena walk right up there, and I was like, Wow. And it was like she just went up with boldness and started leading and singing. And then Sunday we're at this really large church in Ecuador and, and two services. And those two girls, they got up there and sang. So let's give God the glory, man. That's a, a, a wonderful opportunity. Wonderful opportunity. Ne- next we have Josh and Leslie Wood. Josh and Leslie Wood. All right. Come on up here. Hello, my name is Josh, and this is my wife, Leslie. Uh, this was my first time in Ecuador, and I believe she went before. But um, this whole experience just showed me how powerful God is because uh, less than a week before we went on the trip, I was in the ER and didn't know if I was going to make the trip. And the Wednesday before we left, three days before, the doctor gave me the go-ahead that I could go. And then um, when we finally got to the Sunday to get here, the trip down, everything that could go wrong went wrong. So, um, but, but by the time we eventually got down to Ecuador and we saw these kids and we loved on these kids, it was just an awesome experience. And um, as much as we probably taught them, I think we all learned just as much. And I can't wait to bring it back and love on the youth here that I help out with. Hi, my name is Leslie. This was my second time going to Ecuador. And I was really excited because it was the first time we could go together. So I was really excited for him to experience it. But the thing that stood out to me the most was each day when we taught the lesson, the kids got to come up on stage and put the verses out in order, and we did it in English, and they did it in Spanish, but the kids knew it off by heart, and they just shouted out the verses each day, and they knew it, and it came from their heart. So that was really awesome and powerful to see um, every day. And we thank God, and Josh is getting baptized this morning, all right? Exciting. All right, then we have Ray Beckinger. Ray and his wife, Colleen, went on the trip. And uh, Ray, Ray got to experience cross-cultural joy. I'm going to try to do this without crying. <laughs> um, this was really a great time, except for Chrissy tricking me into being a leader. <laughs> um, when they asked about us going, I thought I was going to go build things and um, not build relationships like we did. Um, I didn't want to go down and lead. I wanted to follow, but they I ended up leading the activities and sports group and couldn't have done it without these great people behind us. And um, I can tell you, uh, you see these pictures that's up here. These kids just grab your heart, hugging you, loving you unconditionally. They don't even know you. They just know you're there for love. And um, I said earlier that my son's out here. I told him I didn't even want my own kids now, and I wanted to bring these kids home. <laughs> he sold me in the bathroom a little bit, but it going dead. Thanks for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> and um, but yeah, these uh, these kids are amazing, and we had a great time. Uh, one one particular time, uh, Tuesday after 
you heard about us, our travel issues clear in the early, early Monday morning. We were all tired Monday, and I was getting irritated at things because my wife and I like to have things organized. Not that we're the best at it, but we like to have a plan and go and go. And uh, But we got down there, everything shifted. We were on their time and their, their, uh, their, their, their space. And Tuesday afternoon, I was really irritated. I'm like, nothing's going right. I'm getting, and then all of a sudden, like, God got me. And he's like, this isn't about you, man. It's about these kids. And that's when it, like, what they said is that you come back a different person. And uh, I can tell you, I, even though I get irritated or upset about something, i got to think about what I'm here for. It's not about work. It's not about, you know, a car or your house. It's about, you know, God's word and God's love. So, thanks. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I love that guy. Uh, I've known Ray for many, many years, and just watching him grow in Jesus is incredible, what God has been doing in his life, and, uh, and just to see this. And, you know, that's what happens. When you serve Jesus, you're going to be put in uncomfortable spots. You know, one of the things we didn't tell you is the reason that nothing starts on time down there is because they had 250 kids in the morning, little kids, 250 teenagers in the afternoon, and they came with their own bowl and their own spoon. And they stood in line and they waited to get a free meal. And then when they were done eating, and I wondered how are we going to ever start anything with all these kids because meals are running late. They took their own spool and their own, spoon, their own bowl and spoon and they went over by the bathroom and there was a faucet on the outside between the ladies' room there and they washed their spoon in their bowl and they put it back in their bag they come back tomorrow, and they do it again. And it's like, wow, we get to have this joy and this privilege to love these kids. And it doesn't matter if we start on time. Time doesn't matter whenever you're looking at somebody who doesn't have a meal. And we're giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so our whole lives were changed. And so, you know, sometimes you don't see that, like, you're running, and then you look over, and you see that kid washing his own spoon. And we throw everything away. We think nothing of it. And, uh, and just to see that God allowed our church to reach out all the way over there and have this incredible opportunity, we want to celebrate that. We want to thank God. And, you know, we came back, and we told the story of this to our kids here at VBS I'm going to show you these real quick, these potatoes here. We'll start at the beginning of the potatoes, all right? I came out one day. I'm taking pictures. Of our, our crafts is just around the corner from here, and here's this wheelbarrow. The guy's got the wheelbarrow. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm making dinner. And I said, what? So look at the next slide. He takes a bag of potatoes, and he sticks them in the water. Go to the next thing. And he's cleaning the potatoes in the wheelbarrow. And then he dumps them out into the next picture. He says, okay, we're ready for dinner. And they take them in, and I go into the next room, and they're peeling the potatoes in there. And I was just so touched by these people. that These were people that were serving the Lord just day in and day out, and they're making the meal for these people. And I was like, uh, I prefer no potatoes today. Okay? But I'll tell you what. God allowed us to go in and minister. What a privilege it is to minister alongside these people who love the Lord, who get nothing for this, and serve hundreds of kids daily. Thanks be to God. You know why we do this? Because Jesus said, Luke chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. 
Jesus ate with the sinners, all right? He says this, and uh, there we go. It says, now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming to him to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, this man receives sinners and he eats with them. So he told them this parable, saying, what man, what man among you, if he has, hundred, has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you, Jesus is saying this, in the same way, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who comes to Christ. More joy in heaven. Folks, you know why this may have been celebrating all day? Because God's, the mission is alive. We're going across the street. We're going across the globe. Amen? God has done a great thing in our church. I'm going to ask our team to be seated. Let's give them a hand as they take a seat. And then I'm going to pray. As I'm praying, those that are going to be baptized, please head back to prepare for baptism. All right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then Xavier Snyder, I've got to tell you, Xavier Snyder is going to sing a song here of gratitude. And I thought it was so appropriate for today. Uh, I have a lot of gratitude for Xavier. Now, Xavier is, uh, is heading off to college here, but he began to play in our adult band here at nine years old. And so I'm so thankful for what God has done in his life And uh, we're going to be praying for him as he heads off to college in the next few months. But as he sings, just take this in and worship your God Almighty. Amen. Father God, thanks be to you for the great things that you have done. God, you have moved in some incredible ways. God, thank you for the, the people that have come to Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the joy in heaven. There's a celebration in heaven right now because of the people stepping up and following you because you got a hold of us and then we serve you and then you use us to bring the nations to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the things that are happening here at home and around the world. And I pray that you'll be with us as we celebrate with these baptisms now, as we celebrate with the picnic all day long. In your name we pray. Amen. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do. Every song must stand, and you never do. So I throw my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much. But I'm nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I've got just one move With my arms stretched wide I will worship you So I throw my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah Hallelujah Oh, come on, my soul Oh, don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Oh, come on my soul Oh, don't you get shy on me Lift up your soul Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Oh, come on my soul don't you get shy on me, lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord So I throw my hands praise you again and again cause all that I have is a hallelujah hallelujah and I know it's not much but I'm nothing else fit for a king except for heart singing Kathy Pippolo began attending Crossroads Ministries about one month ago after being invited by her son, Chris. During one of our Saturday night gatherings, she realized that she was in need of Jesus' forgiveness and received his wonderful gift of eternal life. Her life has had many heartaches, but she is grateful that ultimately she knows she has not been forgotten. She is being baptized today to show of her newfound faith in Christ and relationship with him. And as Kathy said, it is about time. Kathy Pippolo, upon your profession of faith and obedience to the Lord's command, I do now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. Awesome.
Chris Pippolo was brought to Crossroads Ministries by a friend on the final day of VBS this year when only a few of us were still at the church. He was seeking the one who had been searching for him and reaching out to him for several years, Jesus. Throughout his life, Chris has had his ups and downs, but he's thankful that Jesus has continued to show up in so many ways. Through the course of conversations and attendance at various gatherings at Crossroads, he came to the conclusion that he needed a Savior. He is grateful for Jesus' love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Chris wanted to be baptized to proclaim that he is a Christ follower. And Chris Pippolo, upon your profession of faith and obedience to the Lord's command, I do now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death and raised in the likeness of his resurrection. Awesome, man. Proud of you, buddy. road for about five years now so when I was uh, growing up I went to church um, with my parents um, most Sundays I went to youth group when I could and I went on mission trips and um, retreats with the youth group and then we and I had a relationship with God but it wasn't a real relationship it was just something that I was going through the motions for not really giving my all and having that relationship with God that we should have and as I get older into high school, uh, my freshman year, there was four kids who got in a car, including my best friend, and they went out after a football banquet, and they got T-boned, and they all died at the scene. And um, after their viewing, I talked to one of the past, one of my youth pastors. I don't know if it was at um, at church or at school, but I asked them if I could ever see my friend again, and he said, "Yes, if you accept Jesus into." your uh, your heart and life you will be able to live with your friend forever in heaven uh, for eternity so I did that and then when college came around um, I started turning away from God I, I found happiness in worldly things instead of the godly things or in God as we should and I was happy for the short time but I was still missing something, and I knew what it was, but I didn't know how to get back on the right path. So my junior, after my junior year, summer of my junior year, going into my senior year, I met this girl. Her name was Leslie, who uh, is now my wife. And she said, or she asked me if I wanted to come to church with her, which was here at Crossroads. And I said, yes. And in the last five years, I've helped out. Um, the church on many events and I've also helped out with the youth group over that time and it's been a great time and I love that I get to be involved with all these different uh, events and uh, organizations that go on with the church and um, so coming to Crossroads helped me build that relationship with Jesus that I've always needed and wanted and um, it also helped me realize things that I never really realized that God was working in my life ever since I was just a baby and even until throughout college and even now um, when I um, he sent two people from Pennsylvania to go to Russia and adopt two little boys I now call them my parents and he's put Leslie in my life at a time where I was broken and I needed somebody to guide me on that right path and um, the, 
And that whole situation reminds me of Genesis 3, where God sent Adam and Eve out of the garden not to punish them, but to save them from irreversible harm or to be broken forever. And today, because of that relationship I built with Jesus over the last five years, I'm able to love myself more than I ever have before, and that's something I didn't think I would ever be able to do. And I also realized that we are all we are all sinners and fall short of God's glory. And today I would like to be baptized to show an outward sign of my inward decision. Josh Wood, upon your profession of faith and obedience to the Lord's command, I do now baptize you, my brother and son-in-law. In the name, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of His resurrection. My name is Nick, and I'm a grateful believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Rescuer. I was saved through this church as a preteen. I knew that my salvation was of my soul from eternal damnation separated from God in heaven. I didn't understand a relationship with Jesus meant, living for him in his way. So I lived how I wanted, my desires, my way, lived that way for most of my life, and as a result, made a mess of it. Selfish desires and addiction led me to a very broken place. I thought that was the end of it. This was my fate, and this is what I deserved. But God, rich in mercy, grace, and unfailing love, reached down and stashed me out of the darkness. Jesus rescued me. He has opened my eyes to his love and that he wants a relationship with me, even me. So for the past two plus years, my Jesus held me in his arms, working in my heart, healing me, changing me for his purpose. I'm grateful for the second chance he has blessed me with and have a, to have a relationship with him each day. So for the past two plus years, my Jesus held me in his arms, working in my heart, healing me, changing me for his purpose. I'm grateful for the second chance he has blessed me with to have a relationship with him and each day learning to trust and follow. I felt led by the Spirit to publicly declare and proclaim myself as a follower of Jesus, my Lord and Savior. This is why I'm here today. I've had many verses that I have held in my heart in the past two years to sustain me. Colossians 1.13 is a recent discovery for me that I feel personal about. It reads, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has done this for me in a very real way. Thank you for being a part of this special day with me. Mick Matthews, upon your... Mick Matthews, upon your profession of faith and obedience to the Lord's command, I do now baptize you, my brother... In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. Good job. Uh, my name is Mike Tadora. I've been coming to Crossroad Ministries for about seven years now. Uh, an old co-worker... Uh, I noticed the way he was working, and he told me about grace and invited me to Crossroads Ministries, and that was where 
Uh, Pastor Ken, that evening, explained Jesus to me, and uh, he prayed with me. And I would say that was the the time where I was getting saved. And, and during that, he said to me, do you believe in God? And I was honest with him. I said, not yet, but I'm serious about it. I want to continue with this. And, you know, seven years later now, uh, you know, uh, my life before Jesus wasn't awful, but it was aimless. Uh, since I've been coming here, since I found Jesus, uh, the things I do and the things I think are a lot more deliberate. Uh, there's there's a, an end goal in what I do for myself and my loved ones for eternity. And the reason I want to get baptized is pretty simple. I just want to separate my old way of living and being and, and into the new way uh, in which I'll live my life for Jesus. Hi, my name's Amanda Tudora. Um, we started coming to Crossroads, um, like Michael said, about seven years ago. Um, I got a call from him after work one day, and he said, I'm going to meet with this pastor after work, and um, I want to I talk to him. And um, that night, we both came and met with Pastor Ken, and the rest is history. We've been coming for about seven years now. So my story began when I was about six years old. I remember being in my parents' kitchen and them asking, my mom asking me if I would accept Jesus into my heart, and I was more than happy to. Um, and growing up, I always went to church, and I, you know, did what I was supposed to do, tried to make good choices. And then when high school and college came around, I strayed and I didn't feel like I had that personal relationship with Jesus that other people talked about. Um, I just knew that I went to church. So when we started coming to Crossroads, um, it was around the time our son Anthony was around two, three years old. And at the time he wasn't speaking yet when other kids were and he wasn't doing other things when other kids were. So. We were navigating um, a very scary autism diagnosis, and that year of working through that, when the doctors were telling us that he may never talk or have friends or um, leave our care, um, I felt like I had no more control. And um, as a mother, you want to be able to, you know, have that control over you know what your child's life will look like in a way and it just felt very lonely and I had nowhere to go but to pray and read the Bible um, you can only google so much and you're left with not very many answers so um, it wasn't until I started reading the Bible and really coming to church and um, then we had our second son Milo um, and that's when I started to develop the personal relationship with Jesus that I never had before. Um, just started to look at him as a father and a friend, and that's what he is. I want to be baptized because I want to show the world that I'm a Christ follower and that I'm a believer. Um, it's something that I've never done, and I've waited until I was really ready and I am really ready and I want to start a new life and um, just profess my love for Jesus. And Amen. Well, Mike, upon that profession of faith 
in obedience to the Lord's command, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of Christ's resurrection. And Amanda, upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of Christ's resurrection. Hello, everyone. I'm John Robinson. And I'm Sam Robinson. And we are excited to be here today. Um, we uh, recently uh, started coming to Crossroads Ministry. As a, uh, my family lives in the area. My mother and father live in South Park. And my younger brother, Ricky, who many of you may know, uh, lives down the street in Finleyville. Uh, so a little story I'd like to share with you all is how I came to this moment of realizing that I needed Jesus in my life. So it was about five or six years ago, uh, if it's okay to say, I was kind of in the throes of a divorce. And it was a very, very dark time for me. And I kind of hit that lowest point. I often thought of myself as being in a deep well all alone and needing God with me. I prayed all the time. And about a year later, at the end of that period of my life, I said, I'm ready to come out of the well. And I realized that the entire time I was there that God was with me the whole time and saved me. And that was the moment when I surrendered and I turned it over and said, God, whatever you want from me, wherever you want to lead me, I will listen and I will do my best to follow. And at that time, a little miracle started happening. And ever since, there has been a series of miracles. And that is really about the time that I started talking to Sam and his brothers and sisters about uh, inviting Jesus into your life. And Sam would come with me, and I started bringing them to church. And Sam immediately sort of got excited about it and uh, wanted to learn more, wanted to get a Bible. So we read passages together, scripture together. And so, and Sam, in your own thoughts, what are your thoughts about um, your, your, your relationship with God and about having Jesus in your life. Well, maybe one or two years ago, my dad started introducing me to this, and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then I went to church and learned about all these amazing things. And then, and then I was like, I was ready. You and, were. And I've been trying to convince him to get me baptized for like a year, but we couldn't do it. That's right. And now I finally get to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sam, would you like to tell everyone why I would like to be, you'd like to be baptized? I would like to be baptized because I know and I love Jesus and God, and I'm ready to join their family. That's a good answer, Sam. And like Sam, I have, for most of my, almost all of my life, um, felt a part of uh, God's family and uh, baptized as a child, but wanted to sort of formalize that relationship and make that a sort of an official recognition as an adult. And I'm thrilled to be here to do that with Sam and to invite him, with along with myself, to take that step today and becoming um, a, a stronger a bond in God's family. So that's why we're here, and we are so grateful um, for this opportunity uh, to share this all with you today. Awesome.
Well, Sam, upon that profession of faith and obedience to the Lord's command, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of Christ's resurrection. And John, upon your profession of faith and obedience to the Lord's command, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised in the likeness of Christ's resurrection. Man. Wow. That never gets old, does it? Never gets old. Let's, uh, I want to invite everyone to head out to the Palmer Park. You can eat and enjoy the day of celebration with, uh, with, the, with your church family. Uh, they'll, they'll wait for us. The food's going to be there all day, all right? So it's, uh, but I, we have had church today, haven't we, folks? God is good. Amen. Let's worship and celebrate our great God. Amen. Amen. All right, let's be dismissed in great joy and bring your side dishes. I'll be eating them all. <laughs>